Hi again, Garrick. My name's Hello. It's a pleasure to do a podcast with you. It's what we. It's, it's one of the things we do. One of the things we do, aside from uh, conquering the world. No, wait, that's not. That's not what we do. Uh, how you doing, man? Yeah, doing pretty good. Uh, yeah, uh, life is life is good. That was a little. We got a little bit of a cold spell here in Granada. Uh, so got a little chilly. This we're getting yesterday. We're getting rains. We went almost good. in the entirety of January without rain, which is mm-hmm. uh, which is crazy talk for the rainiest place in Europe. Yeah. Well, you, it, I mean, Spain is right now technically in a drought. We yeah. we need the rain. Like, there's. Did you see that? Not too far from where you are, there was a. There's like a in Balsay, like a reservoir that they had built in the like the 50s, but it, they had had to flood out of town. Uh huh. And so the water had gone down so low. Now the town was visible again. No way. Yeah, yeah. Somewhere in, in Galicia. I, you I gotta, saw you it. Gotta on, me, you got to send me that. I need to send it to look for it. Yeah. That'd it, be it, awesome. It, uh, so, many of you guys make a trip down there and check out the uh, town before it starts raining again. Fills yeah, up no the, kidding. Uh, I, might, I, might, I might do that fills, right now. Be late the, to pick up my kids, but who, who cares, right? Um, <laughs> hey, have you ever been to, uh, what is it? Uh, Casares? Cáceres. 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 In Cáceres. See, in Extremadura. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no but is, it's... Uh, Andalusia. Oh, how do you spell it? Well, C-A-S-A-R-E-S. Oh, okay, that's a different... Yeah, it's Casares. Casares, yeah. Well, well, hold on. How would, you, how would you spell the one you were referencing? Because maybe I C- entered it in wrong. C-A-C... It'd be a C-A-C. C-A-C-E-R-A-S. Not a C-A-S. Right. Ah, okay. Yeah. Someone said that I was listening to something that this is like one of the most beautiful cities in Spain. Would you say that that is one of the? It doesn't look like it. It depends. But was it Cáceres in Extremadura or? Well, I was listening to a podcast in Spanish, and my listening skills okay. to get to like I had to listen to it about five times, tried to type it in, thought, well. How hard can it be? But um, I, I'm thinking it's Cáceres, C-A-C-E-R-E-S in okay. Extremadura, which is I've never been, but is it's a little bit out of the way. Like mm-hmm. it's kind of close to the border with Portugal, but it is supposed to be very beautiful. Okay. It is. They filmed a lot of Game of Thrones there. Oh, really? Um, yeah. Not that I watched. Game of, I don't watch. Game I've of actually Thrones. never seen an episode. Yeah, I've never seen an episode either. But I but they filmed a ton of it in Spain. Uh, oh. And. And Spain, uh, Spain gets a lot of uh, film, film actually, because you have you have the only desert in Europe. You have right. mountains, you have plains, you have tons of castles, cities. Uh, you, you know, and and then it's more affordable than I think in shooting in like you know. Maybe, yeah, right. There's uh, France. Yeah, yeah France or Italy, um, yeah. and maybe a little bit more amenable. Uh, there was a um, Javier, not Javier Bardem. The other guy, the other Spanish guy. There's only two Spanish actors, Javier Bardem and uh, from Malaga. You know, come on, Antonio Banderas. Antonio Banderas. Antonio Banderas. A while ago, was doing uh, at, uh, like kind of promos for Andalusia to like get people to come and film oh. in Andalusia. So you can go on YouTube and like look him up, and he's, he does these long promos about you know why you should come and film in Andalusia because you know we got all these great backward drops and uh i played a, i played a game with my uh spanish teacher yesterday uh-huh. uh, who um it was uh is is this picture from texas or spain 
Yeah. <laughs> and so I just was doing Google image searches and be like, okay, so is this one Texas or is it Spain? And it, it was about 50, 50, whether he got it right or wrong. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Cause you know, I mean, certain parts of Texas can kind of look like the Maseta can kind of, you know, kind of look like uh, some parts of Andalusia, yeah. you know, yeah. just different stuff. I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's kind of crazy. There, I mean, you go through Castilla Mancha. There's parts of Castilla Mancha, Castilla Mancha that look like West Texas. Yeah, yeah. And one time we were driving, we were driving back from Galicia and driving through. It's just flat, dry, dusty, especially in mm-hmm. August. And all of a sudden, I literally—I mean, I thought—I thought I was having a moment. I thought I was <laughs> that like God was speaking to me or something because I saw a high school football stadium. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, I was like double taking, and unfortunately, everyone in my family was asleep. You know, because they're all, they all take they don't they don't do well in the cars. They take they take oh, Dramamine, and so they're out. And so I'm like, so I'm like, what the heck is I'm like, some what is going on? There's, I mean, literally goalposts, a little stand. Yeah, I was like, wh- I was like, I was like, did something? I was worshiping happen? the Lord on the car on the on the Lord's some, day, and was I, I was like, it was, it was like the typical when you're driving through West Texas, you come across these little towns, and there's always a football stadium. You know, they're yeah, yeah. small. Some of them are small, you know, like 500 people or something. Right. So I was literally going, holy cow, what is going on? I thought, you know, did I pass through some time portal? Did, am I going crazy? Did I, you know, am I having a stroke? Am I dead? You know, like <laughs> all these things are kind of going through my mind. And and later on, what I did is I went back on Google Earth and I found that there's a town with, with in the middle of Castilla La Mancha. It's got a football stadium, a little football no stadium. No way. That's hilarious. So I don't know why. I couldn't figure out. I tried to do a little research and figure out why is this football stadium there? American football. And, That's and, hilarious. uh, you know, and so, so Spain, you just, you know, it's always, got everything. Always a surprise. Always a surprise. Well, anyway, so now it's raining. So I, I forgot my rain jacket the other day, went out for a walk, came home completely soaked. Yeah. When it comes down there. Yeah. It, it really, it really comes down. So you've got, anyway. we've been soaked together on the Camino de Santiago. Yeah, yeah, but it can do that for days. So you know, in the winter time, it can just do that for days, where it's yeah. just like it's just coming down. But this yeah. this winter, really, we've only had one or two days like that. So yeah. now it's kind of spotty. Anyway, uh, and this concludes our weekly weather report. <laughs> weather report for from the Spain. Rabbit Trails podcast. <laughs> Mostly, it's great. Here. I have no clue what the weather's <laughs> doing in Sweden, y'all. I'm sorry. You can you can look it up on uh, weather.com. Uh, <laughs> what do you want to talk about today? Uh, we were talking about, uh, Brian Metzer on, mm-hmm. um, not to be on, confused uh, with, the, not to be confused with Brian Setzer, the guitarist and lead singer of the Stray Cats from early mid eighties, rock, uh, kind of rock and roll, classic rock and roll kind of band. Look up the Stray Cats. Right. Uh, but not, not that, not Brian Setzer. Yeah. Brian Metzer. Fellow, uh, fellow uh, staff member who who posts uh, often in uh, the group The Wire. Yeah. So if you happen to be a staff member and you're on workplace, go to The Wire, contribute to the conversation, and um, be cheeky about it. No, don't be cheeky about it. But anyway, don't be afraid. Uh, anyway, uh, Brian also uh, often is a just a really good thinker and deep, yeah, deep dude. Uh, posted a quote by um, Ronald McDonald. No, Gordon. <laughs> Well, it was it was like a, a, link <laughs> a really to deep a... thinker posted a quote from Ronald McDonald. <laughs> oh, we're off the rails. Help. Have they caught anyway. the hamburger yet? Is that still you he's know. still he's still at large? <laughs> he's still out there. Uh, they don't have those guys that anymore. They don't. They don't. McDonald's is cool, but they don't. They don't have that the hamburger anymore. 
they're grimace. They're the, wor- they're the worst. They're the worst off for it. They are. Um, well, you know, he posted a, like a little. Uh, the conversation it kind of, I think, kind of spun from our conversation a few weeks back about uh, you know human resources departments and re you know reverse engineering movements, which we've kind of uh, you know been been down on that. Um, rightfully so. Uh, we're trying to you know have a more biblical conversation. So I think he had uh, kind of gotten this. Um, Oh gosh, I'm gonna say the guy Sky Sky Jatani. Jatani, Sky Jatani had posted a like a little um, a little devotional, which I listened to. It was great, and uh, so thanks Brian for that. But in there, it talked about George McDonald talking about missionalism or this idea that uh, you know we're about doing mission. That's who we are. That's what, you know, that, and so that becomes our driving force is doing stuff. To put it in a very simple way. So, so what was just on it? Because I haven't, I saw Brian post it. Uh, I have not read it yet. I confess. Um, a couple of weeks in a row here where I am uh, venturing into the fray, not having read or even thought about our yeah, topic. It, but this uh, way you said to listen. It's never, it's never stopped me before. Uh, so, so, what would, is McDonald and Jatani saying that? is an okay thing to do or that is not an okay thing to, or we shouldn't define ourselves by what we do. That is not, or... that is not a good thing that, that we've created a, maybe a culture, maybe an idol in accomplishing, you know, mm. uh, Bill Lawrence, I don't know if you're Bill Lawrence, Dr. Bill Lawrence in, in at, at a DTS would say the big challenges for, for the pastors is to get up, get caught up into like, into buildings, books, and babies. So you're, mm. you define your success. You define everything that searches. How many buildings have I gotten built? How many books have I published? And how many, you know, I guess the Presbyterian was how many babies have we baptized? But I think he meant how much growth, you know, how many people are, are in the church and growing. Right. Yeah. Uh, it's, a, it's a, yeah. Lots of multi-generational sort of. Yeah. yeah something. So success. Right. So there's a, I think that's part of it, but I think that may be what, uh brian what the conversation is moving over into is that 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 success now has moved over into missions and so we've got to do these things to define our joe schley posted a great quote you know we're, we're just we're just basically doing the work working off the work of other people this is this is uh, your update from work today <laughs> so so joe uh, joe put a quote from gordon mcdonald that kind of flushed it out a little bit and so he said Gordon Conwell talking about this concept. Gordon McDonald, sorry, I said Gordon Conwell. <laughs> That's a seminary. <laughs> I think we should just close up shop, call a day. It's time to go to bed. It's, it's <laughs> one o'clock here. That's right. Uh, he says, we are awash with the call of a kind of heroism. If I heard it once, I heard it a thousand times. The world has yet to see what God can do through a person totally committed to Jesus Christ. It was an inspiring statement, and it conjured dreams of whole nations converted to Christ through preaching. How many times I knelt at altars and begged God for a fervency, an overcoming of the power of the Holy Spirit, a sense of abandonment that would make me willing to take up the cross and follow him. I wanted to be that one person. Um, so Joe asks, is, is there a problem with this kind of fervency? Does it carry with it some negative aspects? Mm. So I think there's a little bit of a... Uh, um, I, I think we, this is something we've been talking about and kind of unpacking a little bit about, you know, 
what is our, maybe what's our motivation, you know? Yeah. Um, I'm, when you say what's our motivation, I'm reminded of that uh, Sprite commercial for me a few years ago where there just shows these guys playing a pickup basketball game and they're like trying to all act all, I don't know, hip and cool. And uh, anyway, and then and the, 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 something happens and the, the director yells, cut, cut. And these guys who have this, you know, uh, street, you know, African-American Southern accents, you know, <laughs> break into a, a, a thick English accent. Excuse me, excuse me. What's my motivation? <laughs> yeah, what's motivation? <laughs> there you go again. You've broken my concentration. Uh, <laughs> Shakespearean training. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, that's right. I studied Shakespeare. At ho- anyway, blah, blah, blah. Uh, what's our motivation? Yeah. Our, mm-hmm. Well, is there anything wrong with that prayer? No, no. I think he's saying that's what we want. Right. I think that's what, what are the different, like, I think there's a difference between what, what, what Gordon McDonald's saying is missionalism, right? Um, and it's getting caught up in, in making mission building movement mission. That's the primary goal rather than the knowing of Jesus making him known. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. if we go back, if we go back to Dr. Lawrence's quote, um, buildings, books, and babies, um, maybe also what should be added when, when nothing wrong in those things necessarily. Yeah. Uh, but also I would add maybe for the pastor, um, it's, it's, it's a, it's not a marker, but one should be asking, have I been faithful at the funerals I've done? Mm-hmm. Right. Cause, cause doesn't that actually get to the heart of it? If, the, if you're only focused on those things, then that w- that might be bad. Yep. Yep. Well, but, it, but, it a, but a properly, us. a properly, right. But, but a properly ordered life is, or pastoral service, let's say could mm-hmm. be also seen through, am I being faithful in the, the, you know, weddings and funerals that I'm, that I'm officiating um, because those are important parts about life in general. I'm not saying that that's the end of things. I'm just saying that when, when you start to go, Hey, have I been faithful at the funerals that I have officiated? Uh, that brings another element, right? Because you have to dig deep. You have to think differently. There's nothing to be celebrated necessarily, or we don't think of that as something to be celebrated, although it, for the believer, it's a time of celebration in some sense. Yeah. So, so I don't know. Um, it's a time of warning too. Don't get me wrong. Uh, I don't want to get angry emails. Um, we were never meant to experience death. Yeah. It sucks. It's terrible. So I mourn it all. We are in an odd position as believers. Okay. There. I've said that. I, th- I think, you know, I think what we, the, the thing here is the, the getting caught up in the doing the, the accoutrements of mission, the strategy, all this stuff, which once again, it's not necessarily bad, but it becomes the driving force. You know, we become the, you know, he mentions hero. We become the hero in our story, you know, and, yeah. and, and there's probably a greater push on us nowadays as, as in the Western world, because, we tend to put ourselves, you know, we have, we have for a long time, we create the, you know, we've been told as an individual, your uh, fulfillment, you know, your, 
your journey is is what's important. Right. Uh, you're with, in the po- for positive and negative. I think there's some good things about that, uh, and some leverage there that's, that's positive. But but we we tend to make you know we tend to make mission about us, about what we get out of it sometimes, and or, or we don't say it that we don't say that though. But what we do, there's a sense in, oh man, this is fun. This is you know this you know. I think the, the easiest thing to see in this is where we go with oftentimes with um, what happened with short-term missions. Short-term mm-hmm. missions became this thing of what, what, what are we doing here? Is this for the people we're going to, or is this really for us? It became a mode um, of self-fulfillment. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It became a, a, another thing to check off. I'm not saying everyone's that way. I'm not, I'm not trying to, I'm not, I like, I, I'm, I'm for summer. I'm for short-term missions. I think they can be really helpful if they're done well and thought through well. Uh, but, but there is that. And I think this, us as leaders, particularly in missions, is very dangerous because, you know, there's a lot of stuff that is missionalism, you know, yeah. that, we, that gets us off away from what is really what we're, what we're about, which is, I think, what you're saying, being faithful, trusting God, being present. Um, well, I think, you know, yeah, I can't, that McDonald quote uh, is, is something that I think, haunts me a little bit i think mm-hmm. because i i i think for part of at least part of my uh overseas missionary career i was writing myself as the hero into the story yeah yeah um, exactly you know um the, the crazy thing about god is that he's gracious enough to and powerful enough to work despite that mm-hmm. and to graciously wait until you know you start undoing that a little bit and hopefully everyone undoes that but I, yeah it's a huge um a huge risk uh call it yeah uh, occupational hazard um yeah. that, that often happens as we write ourselves into that story yeah. uh very easily it, ironically mcdonald was was a huge uh had a had a significant role to play in the megachurch creation of megachurches um you know he's a fascinating fascinating guy who has many important things to say the older he's he's gotten um he's done some interviews with uh carrie newhoff that have been really really good uh where he's just talking about his life and some of the things that are important and so um i think I get really concerned. Um, so this goes to missionalism. It also goes to, uh, yeah, maybe, maybe that it goes to our, our time, but um, we don't do a great job of uh, looking for the wisdom of those who've gone before us. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if it was something from the sixties when the rallying cry was don't trust anyone over 40. Um then everyone got to be 40. So they said, don't trust anyone over 60. And, um, but, but I think there's a reality there is we, we don't really tend to go to those who are older and say, Hey, to, to go for counsel in the same way we, in the same way, maybe in years past, um, which I think is, I think is concerning. Um, yeah, I, so I think McDonald has a lot of important things to say, but is he, is, is he being gone to and platformed and listened to? We tend to kind of go for the young, cool um, ministers who are writing themselves in the story oftentimes. I don't yeah. know. 
it's hard. Yep. It's a, it's a hard, hard place to be. Um, but how do we, how do you, okay. So how do you fight then missionalism? If that's a word. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, I think that's a great question. Uh, I, I think it's incredibly difficult. I, I think we, because I, like, I'll go back to, I think because of the way we are now geared in, you know, modern society or whatever you want to call it, postmodern, liquid modern, late modern, we are geared to think of ourselves as, um, as, yeah, as, as the author of our story, mm-hmm. you know, as, as we are in control. Um, once again, I'm uncomfortable with throwing all that out. I think there's something in there that's true. I think there's something, but what it does is it takes the focus off of really what we should be about, which is service, which is dying to ourselves, which is getting down on our knees, and which is being more and more made in the image of Christ, which is not a denial of our essence and our individuality, but a changing of our individuality to something that is more more Christ-like. And I think um, being able... I mean, we see it all over the place. See, there's, we, we live in a world of celebrity and Christian celebrity as well, yeah. you know, and uh, those are things that feel good for people. Um, and I'm not, mean, once again, not necessarily against that either, but it, it's a dangerous, dangerous place. And that's not where missions is supposed to drive us, I think. Coming down, in come, some and, sense, come and take should, up your cross. In some sense, shouldn't there only be one, one celebrity in the, in the Christian faith? Like Paul, Paul, Billy Graham, (laughs) that's, that's the answer, right? Billy Graham. Yeah, I I think so. (laughs) so. Uh, (laughs) Bingo. Um, No, I I mean, the, the celebrity obviously being Christ, um, Mm -hmm. Paul rails against saying, I'm Paul, I'm of Cephas. Yeah. Um, So that, that tendency to make Christian celebrity or schools of thought is, uh, it's it's got quite the tradition. It's got quite the pedigree. So it's been around for a long time. Yeah. Um. In some sense, I wonder if 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 the fighting of that the re- the writing of the story of ourselves into the story. Um, it's interesting to me because so much of our world today has to do ha, is ser- searching for identity. So, mm-hmm. so much of the LBGTQ plus um, conversation is ultimately having to do with identity. It's how are, how are you defining yourself? And yet here we have a situation in which uh, missionalism is a tendency at the end of the day to be defining ourselves by what we're doing or achieving sometimes Mm -hmm. maybe even writing ourselves into the story. Mm -hmm. Um, Keller has talked about the Tim Keller has talked about this quite a bit saying, Hey, the leaders of today need to be able to help people understand true identity. Mm -hmm. It seems to me at the end of the day, the, the word of God, the new Testament speaks to that in, Colossians and in other places talking about what your identity in Christ is, that you have a completely different identity. This is something I felt firsthand for a very mm-hmm. long time, having lived overseas for 20, it's about to be 20 plus years. Yeah. Um, I think, is this the 20th year? No, 19. 19. Um, That's impressive. 
Yeah. Good, good. good you're a hero. Give, give or, give or take a few months. <laughs> um, but, but I think I had a, I had an Afghan friend one time who didn't have a passport. So he had a UN passport mm-hmm. and he identified himself as Afghan, but he hadn't lived in Afghan since he was a very small boy, Afghanistan, uh, Afghanistan. Uh, I always like it when people, you know, I, I do it with whatever, when I'm using Swedish words or Spanish words or whatever, but anyway, uh, it's like when president Obama used to always go Pakistan, uh, <laughs> which wasn't how they said it. I don't know. It always yeah. frustrated me. He was trying to make it sound like, like he was yeah. cool with, Pakistanis and I don't know, however he said it wasn't actually how you say it in Pakistan. Anyway, uh, but I did it too. So that, that was my point. It always reminded me of myself. Um, yeah. Anyway, uh, <laughs> I, I digress, <laughs> but, but having that, where is my passport? Where's my home? I'm, I'm an American. We became Swedish citizens, you know, as well over the course of the years. Um, now I'm living in my, however many, country uh my kids are learning a ling- their third language i'm learning i don't know anyway learning another language identity mm-hmm. how do i define myself it becomes this weird mix and amalgamation it goes back mm-hmm. actually last time we had a conversation about the current state of affairs uh, or part of our conversation revolved around um our identity as Christian, what I have in common with another person in the world, if they're a believer, is that they're Christian too. And therefore, I have more in common with them than, than with maybe any, anything else uh, about them. So uh, then maybe my American neighbor or my Spanish neighbor or whatever else, because they believe in Jesus and I believe in Jesus. And that's the most important thing about us. So where ultimately is my identity? And the idea of passport, citizenship, and identity for me actually has become something really important as I've journeyed this earth. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And that actually informs so much about how I relate to the rest of the world. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. here's what I mean by that. Um, I'm an American citizen and that comes with certain rights and responsibilities uh, as an American citizen in certain realities that I don't have to think about. So uh, my friends who lived in Central Asia uh, lived oftentimes in repressive um, dictatorships, more or less, and secret police were everywhere. You did yeah. most of the things, or if you were to take, you know, if you had a passport, East German passport, uh, you know, the Stasi would break into your house when you weren't gone and take pictures of your refrigerator. This mm-hmm. changed the way you thought about how you lived your life because of and so oftentimes when those people would move away from those places uh they would find it hard to say out loud their you know like if they moved to the u.s where you can say anything you want about the government they would feel it would feel hard to openly speak negatively about the government because you had ingrained in yourself you can't do that 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 identity was hard to break and so it is with sin but also what became important for those people was the new identity as an American and the realities that came with being a citizen of that kingdom. I think in the same way, getting our identity right about who I am in Christ, uh, what that means, how that changes my life, hopefully maybe I'm venturing a solution would begin to inform how I combat missionalism because that doesn't become the most important thing about me. It's not what I'm doing or what I'm achieving or how I'm involved with bringing the Great Commission to a completion, but rather 
who I am in Jesus and who he has to say about me. I don't know. Some, somewhere in there, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. there's a, there's a semblance of an answer. I think so. I think you're, you're, you're right. Identity is, uh, is, is, is really what we're, we're talking about. And I think, you know, I just, I, I think we, we, you've been, we've been kind of riffing on this for a couple of podcasts, uh, in, in, in some sense, you know, uh, and I'm, I'm going to go back to something we talked about maybe last week, which was this idea of joy. There's joy flowing out of us. Are, are we driven? Are we driven by mission to mission because of the, what we get out of it? Mm-hmm. We, are we driven to mission by what we want to get out of it, where we place ourselves in that story? Uh, you know, because, you know, I want to be Jim Elliott. I don't, I don't want to be Jim Elliott. I don't, no one wants to get killed. But I, you know, but but I want that wouldn't it be great to be famous for you know, and 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 there's a real, you know, line that goes it's very sharp, very small line that goes through our heart about what our, our our real motivation is. Is it to feel good, to make myself look a certain way, to put myself in the story, to be a hero, whatever it could be? And I, I think it, it 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 goes back to that very human impulse of, of of kind of the two options you have in life, which are the way of grace, the way of love. Jesus or the way of kind of humanity, right? Yeah. And, and I think Jesus gets this even, right? I mean, he gets, he gets it. He's, he, he, you know, he started his ministry. He's, hey, uh, all this can be yours. Mm-hmm. And all that was, all that was his. But what, but what did he go back to was, no, this is really about my relationship with my father. Yeah. And, and that relationship. And so I think, I, I think that, that maybe we're, this is, but that's identity. That's who, who we are because we're, we've been transitioned from one citizenship to another citizenship. But we don't often act. Yeah, well, the way, we don't always we don't always act the way we should with our, our new passport. Right, and 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 in Jesus' case, seek first the kingdom of God, and all these yeah. things shall be added unto yeah. you. His his ultimate place was to he will uh, have dominion over all those things when he returns to earth and reigns again. But to do it the way that Satan proposed was to short circuit the process. Yeah. I think we get that wrong oftentimes too. The, let's say, reward that we want when we ride ourselves into the grandeur of the missionalism thing, uh, that impulse, I want to be careful how I say it because it can, yeah. it can be completely misconstrued and un, un, misunderstood. But to seek greatness in the kingdom of God is never something that Jesus denies we should do, but rather it's how we should achieve it. So, Amen. so um, Lanier, Dr. Linear Burns at DTS is mm-hmm. fantastic in pointing this out. But one of the, one of the places he goes to, to say this is Jesus never rebukes uh, James and John or the mother of James and John mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, for saying, Hey, when, when you, when you land your, your, uh, you know, corporation kingdom. I want my boys to be CEO and CFO. He never rebukes them for asking that. He rebukes them and says, you don't know what it's going to take. You don't understand. And so greatness in the kingdom of heaven is not something that should not be desired. um, But I think we misunderstand it. So it's, it's very hard for us as humans to understand that statement. I want to be very careful to say, Greatness in the kingdom of heaven, Jesus is very clear, is not what we think it is. Amen. Um, greatness in the kingdom of heaven is Jesus as the model who had nothing to lose uh, 
and therefore gave completely of himself. Mm-hmm. So somehow in all of this, it is, it's not becoming passive in the kingdom of heaven, but it's becoming fully active, but not seeking to manipulate or do things for selfish conceit or gain, but for the glory of another. So in Jesus' case, for the glory of the Father, in our case, for the glory of Christ and the Father, um, Mm -hmm. by the power of the Holy Spirit. So some Philippians 2, I think, speaks to this perfectly, uh, but I think it's a a lifetime journey to understand it fully. Mm -hmm. Well, it's a Trinitarian concept of the three and one and the one and three and, and that, that what it's binding and keeping that is, is a perfect uh, coin a perfect love. Right. You know uh, so much so that that love now pours out to others uh, right. because with, with, it, God doesn't need us. He, he, he he's, uh, but he does need to express love. I would say mm-hmm. that is ontologically who, who God is. And so w- what we see is that how that expression of love is not done through power or through strategy it's done through washing of feet through the first will be last the last will be first it's done through if if someone asks for your uh cloak or all those you know the the, the entire beatitudes which form this radical shift in in our thinking which is it's not a it's not about us it is about love it is about service it is about giving up of what we have fully to Christ mm-hmm. to get right. down and offer it fully up as Jesus did. Jesus gives everything up on the, on the cross. Well, and, and it is to be reborn through death to new transformed life that we cannot even conceive of in, in, in because of what Jesus did on the cross. So it's, it's a total, and, and, and we're still stuck sometimes in this, which is what, what, what Satan offers. And I'm not, I'm not saying if we're doing this, we're following Satan, but we're, we're caught up in what the world offers, which is all of this could be yours. And I think that that's where we get, I mean, I still very much struggle with yeah. all of this, you know, wouldn't it be great if, you know, I get a book written, you know, and it, you know, it would be great. And you should write a book, but yeah, but, but, it, the but why am I writing the book? Cause I've totally given that up to Jesus or because oh, I'd be, you know, I would feel good about myself. Yeah. The book. Right. Uh, look, look know. what I've achieved. Look what I achieved. Yes. Well, so it's interesting to me, Jesus, the gospels say Jesus and on the, on the night when he washed the disciples feet, Jesus, knowing from whence he, from where he had come and knowing where he was going, took a towel and a basin of water and washed his disciples feet. It's the Barrett Harkins paraphrase, 2021, 2022. Uh, Wait a second. This is the 20th year. It's 2022, not 2021. There you go. Okay, there you go. So 20 years. There's uh, a reason we didn't go into math. <laughs> <laughs> My poor kids. Oh, they suffer. And they're learning this new math, Eureka math from the States, which is not Eureka at all. It's 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 painful math is what it is. It makes no sense. Anyway, um, but yes, their mother helps them with math. I yeah. look at them and I go, call I literally say, That's why I say to you, I say, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't, uh, I don't know. Why are you coming to me? Did you did, did you hear that Nate Nate Bargatze joke about the new math? No. Yeah, it's hilarious. He's like, it's like, it's like, someone comes to your door. He's like making a, a metaphor. It's like yeah. someone comes to your door and they're gonna come in your house and you open the door and you go, hey, this is the old way to come in the house. 
So the new way, the new way is I want you to walk around the back, climb over the fence and, and, and go through the back. That's, that's the new way to cut, you know, that, that's which is basically new math is like, no, 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 that, that, that we understand. But no, we're doing it this way now, which is like, way. because it, it's just, no one understands it. Like, oh my gosh. It's so true. It's, it's yeah, I know. Founding. Uh, so actually a friend of mine here uh, is, is fond of saying that it, if you're gonna if you're gonna be a math savant later in life and work on high level physics or computer models or everything else, it's the perfect math for you. Yeah. He's like, but the rest of us, it's terrible. It's <laughs> it's like it's so true. Uh, anyway, okay, so I w- I don't even know where we were. We've you were talking about you were talking rails. about math. <laughs> I know, but I don't Sorry, remember I why. Told- I don't I don't remember why. <laughs> Sorry, I, th- I, th- I got you. I went on the the, the rabbit trail of Nate Bargatze, uh, who is comedian. hilarious, and, and I listen. I love his podcast. He did a podcast with. Uh, oh, there's an Asian uh, Korean American comedian, Glenn. Oh, I forget his name. And uh, he's real, super clean believer, but he's from Tennessee. So he's this Asian guy. Uh, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, thick yeah, yeah. Southern thick, accent. Yeah, super and uh, anyway, just, just hilarious. Um, but they, what, what you, your podcast was funny. Yeah. What you, what you were saying was you know, Jesus on the eve of. Uh, right. Yeah. He was so, washing so their feet. That's it. He knew who he was. So he yeah. knew his identity in Jesus perfect or in God perfectly. He knew his relationship with them, mm-hmm. but he also knew he, where he was going. So he knew ultimately, look, the end is secure. I know this is going to work out. So in that moment, he could become the perfect servant. He yeah. wasn't deficient in who he was in the past or in his identity. And he wasn't deficient in who he was in the future. He knew where he was going. That occurs to me that the Christian has the possibility of the same things. We have to undo that and undo mm-hmm. all of the sinful learning and identity issues that we have. But Jesus, as, as the model or, or as our savior in that, it shows the model. And so then ministry becomes not for him personal glory seeking, but serving. And interestingly enough, ultimate glory is given him in the end anyway. So yeah. he gets the thing. But by virtue of giving, not getting. Yeah. So in the kingdom of God, you get by giving. You don't get by getting. Yeah. I I I, I think I'm going to attribute to a former pastor of mine, who who. But I I could be wrong. It could have been a seminary professor. So I'm not I'm not going to attribute it. But the sense of him him preaching or talking and saying, I'm pretty sure when I get to heaven, I am not going to be in front of the line. <laughs> it's it's going to be a poor a woman from the favelas of Brazil. It's going to be people who have died, you know, martyred. It's it, it, I, I've got it great, you know, and, and some degree that I think we, we probably need to, to prepare ourselves a little bit for that reality of getting, getting to that, that, you know, to the, sort of get really uh, the, the golden shore. What, what is that? But getting to heaven and, and being in the presence of The Golden of God. Shore is a, is, a, is, a great, is a great missionary yeah. biography that yeah, everyone yeah. should read. But anyway. Yeah. Well, it's also, this comes up in songs and stuff. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't know why it was, sound, all of a sudden sound like, I'm like 95. <laughs> should we uh, just break out in song? <laughs> golden Shore. Um, the, uh, but, this, but this concept, I think, and I think we're going to be all right. No one's going to, we're going to get to heaven. I think there's a good chance 
we're the last, we're going to, I could be the last one in, right? That, and, and yeah. we will be, but we will be so transformed. We will be so, that will be so, we will be so happy for the people who are in front of us. You know, and so, yeah, I, yeah. so I think, yeah, we're that because of because of love, because we love and we are loved, and we have this identity that is built in pure, unconditional love mm-hmm. through the blood of, of Jesus Christ, and 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 God, and God's you know incredible love for 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 all of His creation, and so I think, but we're I'm still stuck in this situation where I I tend to gear towards missionalism. I'm going, hmm, I'm so I'm pretty smart. I'm pretty. Right. Uh, I, I'm doing some cool stuff. I'm I or I need to be doing some cool stuff. I need I need to compare myself to others, or I need right. to, and so that creates in ourselves because we're measuring. We're constantly measuring. We're mm-hmm. constantly, you know, even as an organization, we're measuring. What's this? Boom, boom. How can we give a good report? How can we, you know, I don't know. That's but but that's this a structure of our society is pushing us constantly towards that direction of missionalism of saying, yeah, that's great. Let's let's do those things. Let's 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 build something up. Yeah. Yeah. Which is, a, I think it's a thing you constantly have to fight. Yeah. Well, um, I'll, 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 I'll throw out a little, I'll throw out something that might be a little bit, um, a little bit controversial here, but I have heard the career word mentioned before. As in, oh, oh. as in you going over there is not good for your career. Oh, right. right. And, 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 and I mm-hmm. rem, and that, that's something I've know people have heard and, I, and I, I'm not trying to, I don't, uh, people might be listening. You've said that um, that's not necessarily, uh, you know, I'm not saying those people said it out of a bad, but what career? Like we're, in, we're, we're in, we're in, we're in service of a King who says, come and die. Yeah. What, what, what career are we talking about? And why are we talking like that? Right. And I think that's, that's, there's, so I think it's not just missionalism. It's a, it's a wider problem you know, for us yeah. as Christians yeah. in a post-World War II society. Yeah. The, well, but it, be, maybe pre, pre-World I, I think, I think, I think it is the, the problem of humanity once and always. Yeah. It's, it's the problem of Adam and Eve. Ultimate, ultimately it's, well, I don't want you to tell me what's right and wrong. I want to tell me what's right and wrong. And so I will shake my fist and I'll eat the fruit. That was the temptation, the temptation to decide for oneself how far and no further. And that's what Adam and Eve ultimately didn't want. And that's what put us in this, in this situation to begin with. So, and I, and I think that's, that's what it is. It is that, it is that uh, desire to seek for self. And that's the temptation that Satan knows all too well, because it's the temptation that, that you've got him. Right. So I think all of those things, it, it, we will always fight it. The question, yeah. I think the, pro, the, the interesting thing to me is that God never says you can't have identity be fulfilled and be praised ever. You, you, I don't want you to be passive. He does yeah. not want us to be passive. We sure, just sure, have sure. to, we just have to do it his way. Yeah. Yeah. But his way costs everything. Yeah. And I think that's the hard, that's the hardest part is because it's so upside down from anything that we intuit, but it's everything that's right with the identity that we've been given. And so yeah. it's not just missionalism, even though I think, like I said, it's occupational hazard. Mm-hmm. 
it's the frenzy of renown that people who are in professional Christian careers can get caught up into. Uh, but it's no less unsanctified than that of the CEO seeking for worldly riches or the yeah. athletic star seeking to be praised from, from on high. Um, what, what was that? Um, two thoughts real quick. Uh, then we, I probably need to go. The, uh, the old Simpsons where uh, Homer met a quarterback, NFL quarterback, and the quarterback said, you know, I used to have drugs, women, but uh, but it, it it wasn't it wasn't it wasn't filling up my life, and then I found Jesus, and and, and Homer goes, pro athletes always wanting more. Wisdom from the Simpsons. Yeah, I think it was a Conan O'Brien years. Uh, and then I, I you know if if I I, I know I probably go to YouTube way too often, but the song Vertigo, I feel is apropos here in the song the, the bridge is satan's temptation all this all of this can be yours just give me what i want no one gets hurt and then it goes into this uh the final chorus or verse goes lights go down and all i know is that you give me something i can feel your love teaching me how i can feel your love teaching me how how to kneel how to kneel mm. so i you know go back to bono are, are we are we on our knees before God? Are we yeah. kneeling? Are we giving Him everything? When everyone's saying, "Hey, look at all this! You can have it." Yeah. Um, it is. And, it and is. It's it's hard in ministry. I think it's a little, even harder in, in, in ministry because it feels so normal to, to to we're doing we're doing the right stuff for for Jesus. 